Welcome to Healthcare's Missing Link, a weekly podcast to help you uncover hidden things that steal your health. Thanks for joining us today. Here's your host, Dr. Mark Sherwood. It's my pleasure today to welcome a brand new friend, a brand new colleague, a brand new warrior <laughs> in the fight, Miss Stacy Wallace. And Stacy, I'm excited. I'm going to read your bio real quick, and this is a lot, so I'm sure I'm going to miss something here. You are a master of many things. Uh, you've helped individuals and companies increase their sales in hundreds of millions, life and business coaching, uh, growth hacking strategies, teaches to help people to position your business for greater profits. I love that. That does not require forsaking your personal peace. Now, that's saying you don't uh, have to compromise to gain in life. Uh, you speak about a purpose-driven life. You're a keynote speaker, former recording artist, and you share the stage. This is the most impressive, unbelievable, made my mouth drop thing. Five U.S. presidents, notable athletes, other world leaders, sharing topics on how to have resilient focus, faith, and fortitude <laughs> at times of difficulty. Do we need that? Stacy and her husband, Larry, who we'll have on at some point in the future, They've been married for 23 years, have two children, Peyton and Alexia. So, Stacy, welcome. What did I miss about all that? Man, that, that was pretty good. It made me sound like I'm 85. So, well, <laughs> Hey, you are very experienced. We'll call you mature. You are not a... I'm a mature, menopausal, 50-year-old woman that's done a lot in her life. (laughs) Now, when you go down the pathway of menopause, you're going to hit our listeners right between the eyes because we deal with that all the time. Sweet. I want to get into this idea, EM women. What, What is that? Tell us about that. You know, it's brand new to some of our listeners. Yeah, EM Women stands for Empowering Women, and uh, we basically believe that every woman has a story. Every Mm -hmm. story can change the world. So EM Women is focused on rescuing, redeeming, restoring, and then rebooting them back out in the marketplace. Women and girls who have been raped and abused, molested, Mm -hmm. trafficked, Mm -hmm. uh, we have some phenomenal uh, stories of transformation, women who've been homeless, addicted, and now they are thriving in life. They've become excellent business when we help them start micro businesses. Uh, I've been blessed to have over 30 years in business mm. success and corporate ownership and scaling companies into the hundreds of millions. And for a while, I thought that was just about me advancing the kingdom of God with the funds that I make. And then I realized that it was actually just an anvil that God was using to beat out my leadership so I could shift and turn and show other people, other women, how to have that same business acumen, how to have a higher consciousness of thinking through the Holy Spirit, and to be able to really operate what you said with peace and profits. Well, I love that. That, you know, little do you know, that hits home with me very deeply because my wonderful, dear, sweet wife, Dr. Michelle, was homeless at one time. So to see her uh, store and climb out of that is utterly inspiring. And, and I know firsthand experience what you're talking about. It's heartbreaking to see someone in the bottom, but it's so rewarding to see God lift them up out of the depths to where they can become, you know, influential, 
leaders in the kingdom. So that's just. Uh, yeah, amazing. any life can be turned around. And I, I've i always, because my grandfather was a missionary and had a Bible college and sent missionaries all around the world. My dad was the first generation uh, pastor and businessman. And then, of course, that just came in spades to my brother and I, but uh, just always had this heart to want to make a difference in the world. But God gave me a unique ability to produce wealth, a unique ability to build businesses, have business acumen. Um, I'm a avid reader and connoisseur of leadership development, growth hacking, uh, leadership psychology, neuroplasticity, how the brain works, how it functions to help us advance not only the things that matter to us, but the things that matter to God. And Mm -hmm. in that season, I had great, tremendous success, Mark. And in 2017, uh, God radically shifted my life. Uh, We were biggest givers at church. We were doing what we thought God wanted us to do. I mean, I've been a Christian my whole life. But um, in 2017, I had this incredible wake up call uh, at the pinnacle of where we would, what we would call the pinnacle of success and awards. And then I woke up one morning at three o'clock in the morning and uh, heard this song going over and over and over in my heart. And I thought maybe I was writing another song because back in the day I used to be a country music singer and all that. And um, I got up and it just kept saying, will you say yes? Will you sacrifice your life? Will you say yes? Would you raise the knife? Will you say yes? Or will you turn and walk away? Will you say yes to me today? So I go to my office, I'm writing this down and I'm thinking, ah, wait a minute, (laughs) this isn't a song. (laughs) This is God asking me if I will do what the rich young ruler did Mm -hmm. and will I walk away? Or is there something that I hold more dear, my my brand, Mm -hmm. my personality, my following on social media, Mm -hmm. What, what am I, what is my no, where does my stopping point to where I'd say, no, God, you can have everything but that. And that morning when my husband got up, I said to him, I said, baby, I feel like God is asking me to completely walk away from everything that identifies me. And, you know, of course I'm going through menopause. And so perimenopause. And so, you know, you got yeah. the highs and lows and he's like, are you sure this just isn't emotional? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I said, no, this one, this, this is legit. And so uh, that morning we prayed about it. And so from that morning forward, um, and again, I was in a very, very high paced corporate position. I stopped taking phone calls. I walked away from my position and went cold turkey. And of course, that put a lot of responsibility on him to handle a lot of phone calls that he wouldn't normally handle. And then a month later, he says, I feel like he's telling me to do the same thing. So in 2018, we both walked away from our careers. We both began to give away extravagantly in our life everything we had, We uh, even down to the cars. uh, In the end of 2018, we sponsored and helped. We were the event coordinators for an event in Dallas that fed 10,000 homeless people in downtown Dallas. And there's something about when you become less, he becomes more. You see, it's like when you're fasting, you see billboards you've never seen before about cheeseburgers. (laughs) All <laughs> right, true. Well, when you when you fast the things that you are addicted to or that have defined you, you see more clearly than you've I saw the homeless 
in a way that I had never, I mean, I've always been a giver. I've always, you know, done the Christmas and the Thanksgiving things. And, Mm -hmm. but when you get intimately involved with something that's bigger than yourself, uh, it changes everything. So that is, we reshifted or we shifted everything in M women, rebooted it. I put it on the shelf due to a corporate uh, position that I take that it would have been a conflict of interest for me to also be executive director. We brought that off the shelf and rebooted M women. And one of the first ladies that we reached, Mark, she was homeless, living in her car, had mm. two precious little kids under 10 years old. And mm. she came to a Bible study at a mega church that was using one of my books for their Bible study. And uh, that's how we got connected. She, she learned about me through this Bible study. She ended up reaching out to me saying, how can I, how can I be a part of whatever you do? And I said, well, actually, you can be a part of M Women. Today, now that same woman mm-hmm. has a very powerful job. She's in the medical field. She owns her car with cash. She paid Mm -hmm. for it with cash. We put her into our Cinderella castle, which is where they come and live for 90 days. Mm -hmm. She has now um, started a micro business and she's now the director of outreach for our homeless for M women. And so we just believe that God can take any source. She was addicted. She had been incarcerated. Her story is just one of those saucy stories Mm -hmm. we talk about. Mm -hmm. But whether we're talking about in the areas we really focus on is faith, family, finance, fitness, and freedom. Mm-hmm. I like to say we're redefining the F words. That's right. right. I love that. <laughs> and, uh, but when we do that, we, we bring a very natural, practical, real, raw, relevant understanding of biblical principles that aren't all Christianese, mm-hmm. but they're just real and relevant for where people are today. And that is really our passion for M women as well as M nation and mm-hmm. everything that we do. I love that because you're, you're talking and I want to ask you, this is a question completely uh, off script, but did, mm-hmm. did you find that um, when you gave up the things that you gave up, that that sort of let you out of a form of bondage. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Oh, no, totally. I mean, it was, you don't know what you're addicted to until you try to walk away. And so I was addicted to approval. I was addicted to achievement. I was addicted to needing to perform, um, Mm -hmm. always being a high achiever. Since I was a little girl singing, nominated for new female vocalist of the year, singing at the Olympics, being with five, I mean, I... I was an overachiever in my life. And I always felt like surely now God's proud of me. You know, oh, I'm doing this. I'm I'm advancing the kingdom of God. You know what happened in in that season when we, it went two and a half years that Mm -hmm. we were out of uh, until the end of 2019, when God said on your 50th, which was December 8th, uh, 2019. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Got my AARP card (laughs) in the mail. I didn't accept it, but I, I let them send it to me. <laughs> um, but they uh, that I, I knew it was something was going to happen on my birthday, and it did. There was a radical shift, and we can probably talk about that at some time. But yeah. what was really amazing is in that two and a half years of being unplugged, we unplugged from the stock market, we unplugged from the medical field, we unplugged from um, every form of entertainment and. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband was a football player. I'm a basketball player. So we were plugged into all the different games and different sports. We just felt in 2017, actually part of that morning was he told me something's going to happen in 2020. I Mm. thought it would be an earthquake. Mm. And um, so we even unplugged from the local church. Now, when I say that, I don't mean the capital C church. I mean, from 
having to feel like we had to have a Sunday morning experience to call that going to church or being a part of the church. And we have raised up mega churches. We have been, uh, I've been a worship pastor, so I'm very much supportive of local church and local assembly. But in that season, my kids were on stage every week. My son was a worship keyboard player. My daughter was a worship leader. Um, When I went to my kids, I said, you know, I told them about the dream. I told them about what I was feeling in my heart. They said, mom, we feel the same thing. We feel mm-hmm. like God's calling us to step away for a season to, to learn something more. Well, the first six months after doing that, doing home church, uh, it was awkward because it was like, how do you get into the same flow when you don't have the smoke machines, you don't have the big band, you don't have the lights, you don't have the atmosphere. It's just you and Holy Spirit. And when, when we broke through in that season and we began to realize God wants us to have intimacy with him that is not connected to our job, that is not connected to our church, that's not connected to entertainment but it, or even politics, mm-hmm. but it's just connected to that one-on-one intimacy with the Father, um, it changed everything for us. And we saw it in our kids, so passionate, they're, they're 19 and 20 now, and um that was a season where it really showed us uh, one of the statements I've always made, and we teach this in so many churches is, you know, about tithing and offering. And so we're big givers. We yeah. live a life of generosity, but we talk about, um, you know, I do this to advance the kingdom of God. Well, one morning I was kind of fetal, emotional about a year and a half into this. I was getting major offers from companies to come and take over like a CMO position, which Mm -hmm. comes with equity and ownership. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? This is crazy. I'm in my biggest income season of my life. I said, God, I use my money to advance your kingdom. Mm -hmm. And clear as day, Mark, I heard him say, listen at yourself. Mm -hmm. You think I need your money to advance my kingdom? Wow. I said, Stacey, isn't that just a little bit narcissistic? Wow. My heart was crushed. And I fell before the father and I said, all right, strip me to whatever you need me to be, because all I want to be is a reflection of you. All I want to be. And that season of our lives, Mark, was so transformative. I, I talk about transcendence a lot in my coaching and my teaching and my speaking, because we talk about this human experience of, you know, and, and you do in, even in your practice is how much do I weigh? What size am I? How do I feel? It's so wrapped up in this human experience. I said to somebody one time, I said, you know, wouldn't it be a pill if we got to heaven and angels and everybody were actually just a little bit more plump than a size two? <laughs> little cushy. I mean, cause I, my husband, I, my husband was a bodybuilder. I said, wouldn't that be a travesty yeah. that we tried to live up to a human standard instead of saying, what does the Bible say is God's best for mm-hmm. my life and my body. One of the questions you asked me in the pre-interview that uh, questions that you sent me over mm-hmm. was, do I think that we're missing it? in the church when it comes to health and nutrition and understanding the biblical principles of, of, of what this body is supposed to be functioning. Absolutely. I think we're, however, on an awakening with leaders like yourself being able to bring a message to the forefront to say, you know what, let's get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus eat? What did God say about the body? And what are, what, how, what do we do with these minds mm-hmm. that if I look in the mirror as a woman and I think, 
50 years old, man, it's just a little cushy right around the, if I say that, guess what I'm going to think and I'm going to be, I'm going to be cushy. But if I begin to see things that be not as though they are, and I say, you know what, Stacy, you're 50, you're fabulous, you're strong, you're exactly who you need to be. You are beautiful. You are bodacious. You just might have a little extra, and that little extra is good for your husband, mm-hmm. but you are a confident woman. Operate in that confidence. Well, that takes daily recitations yeah. when your body is shifting and you're having changes. I mean, I was a a 10% body fat when I was in the Mrs. America pageant. So Mm. I've watched my body shift and I look at my body now and I don't, I don't see it as extra roles. Mm -hmm. I see it as happy memories. (laughs) I see that my (laughs) husband and I, we are living a solid, good life, but we eat healthy. We are constantly meditating and praying and seeking God's will. We speak positive thoughts. We engage in great relationships because we believe alignment precedes assignment. If you hang out with the wrong people, they're going to influence you to the wrong things. So all of that may not have a specific look, but I can tell you it has favor. And that's what I think we need to go after is the favor of God. I love that. I've, I've thought of two biblical stories, obviously Abraham with a knife, you know, up and yeah. there's Isaac. And then I think the rich young ruler. And it's really all about um, proper perception of stewardship, isn't it? When mm-hmm. when all these things, just a couple of things I, I, I pulled out. I was taking notes because um, what some good questions. Um, you mentioned those five F's redefining the F word. Mm-hmm. Repeat those again. And how important is it, Stacy, to have um, intentional effort, intentional stewardship in all those areas as yeah. maybe just getting four out of five? Well, okay, so this is really a good practical takeaway for your listeners is, you know, the hand, you're, unless you've been a rodeo cowboy and a roper, you probably have all five fingers. So faith, family, faith, family finance, finance. Fitness, fitness, and freedom, freedom. Love so it. let's look at those in the area of faith. What mm-hmm. are you doing today to be 1% better and closer to a reflection of God? So people define faith in all different ways. And I happen to be surrounded and, you know, I help run a massive corporation in the telecom industry that don't all share my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we can practice, we can, we can live our faith, but the best way for other people to learn about our faith is for us to become stewards of the faith mm-hmm. and reflectors of it. So in order to be a reflection, that means when somebody cuts me off in a car, what would Jesus do mm-hmm. is not just a bracelet. It's a lifestyle that we say, you know, what is that lifestyle that I should be living in my faith? That means that sometimes he's going to ask you to go into a leper. I mean, can you imagine if Jesus was in COVID? Oh, we we were talking about it the other day. Would would you go, (laughs) would you go lay hands on somebody? I would. Right. Yes. And, and, you know, I I think of that all the time is in those five things. What would Jesus faith family, you know, when you're with your kids, are are you constantly saying, hang on a second, baby, just hang on a second. Or are you stopping and going right now? I have, you know, I do something called time chunking and time blocking. And I teach my clients, it's important if your kids get home at three 
then segment your time so that at three o'clock you are going eye to eye with your kids mm-hmm. and your family has a priority. We, we, we practice Sabbath every Sunday mm-hmm. and we've done this for many, many years that from 8 p.m. on Saturday to 8 p.m. on Sunday, my staff doesn't get me. My All my tabs on my computer go off. My phone, everything gets swiped off so that I am truly able to rest and focus on the things that matter most to God. And that would be worship. That would be so faith, family, finance. You know, there's practical things that you can be doing right now in the area of finance. Most importantly is start with, am I a generous giver? You can start with how do I make money, but I really believe that it's a backwards kingdom that we, uh, we live in is we give to get. We don't work to get. So what are you doing right now in the area of finances that is allowing you not only to make money, but also be a contributor, faith, family, finance, fitness. All right. So let's talk about fitness. I mean, what 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 is your standard of excellence? Is it the mm-hmm. word of God or is it what you see on TV? Because there's a word version of fitness and then there's a world version of fitness. The only thing that separates those two is an L. So Mm. I would ask, what in the L do you want, right? What is it about the world system (laughs) that you want that the word is saying to you, I have come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Well, we have to study the word of God in order to know what are those principles of fitness Mm -hmm. that we need in order to know. What did women do back then? Were they grinding in the gym, constantly lifting weights, constantly? No, they were walking down getting water. So are you at least getting that kind of activity? You don't have to feel like you have to go pay millions of dollars in order to get this body that God created you. Just get practical back to the word of God. And then finally, freedom. That's probably the biggest one because these things all have addictions, faith, family, finance, fitness. But Mm -hmm. freedom is how do you live a life totally free from the, the world's opinion the world's expectations, which are usually unrealistic. And how do you live a life of freedom, freedom from pornography, freedom from addiction, Mm -hmm. freedom from drugs, freedom from um, anything that controls your mind, freedom from the approval of needing to know what people think about you, Mm -hmm. freedom from having to hang out with those friends. Why can't you walk away? When God, back to 2017, Mm -hmm. when God said, Stacy and Larry, walk away. What he was saying is, is there anything in your life more important than me? And I have to tell you, the raising of the knife one, when that little part of the song, will you say yes, will you sacrifice? Will you say yes, will you raise the knife? I was like, all right, God, now that's jacked up. I ain't killing my kids. I'm not climbing. So I had to think of what is my level of no to the creator of the universe. And yet I had to really ponder that to where Abraham was to take his son up and say, he's my dream child. He's my one and only truly conceived in the way that I know God wanted him to conceive. God, this is your kid. This is your dream. This is your body. This is your vision. This is your company. What is it that you've not been willing to lay down? Maybe it's maybe it has been the carbohydrates late at night and you just keep taking them in and then you're blaming God for why won't this weight come off? Why won't you be obedient to the little things and stick with that life of freedom? It's it's a it's a real deal. It's real raw relevant. We talk about it in, in women. Yeah but it makes a difference. Well, and that, that's uh, and a question for you. I, I Just to 
observational one. Did, did you find that it seems like you you broke out of that sort of addiction to approval from yeah. from fellow man or woman, whatever? Do you see that that's uh, in the persons you deal with, that that's pretty common? It's very common, especially today when everything is on social media and everything is visual. Everything's visual. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, I've, you know, there's been seasons where I'll go through and I'll use Instagram and Facebook for marketing. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm using Instagram and Facebook to show people what it means to go slow. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching people, my husband and I, in in that two and a half years, we went for nine and a half months without a vehicle. Uh, We ended up selling our 5,000 square foot home. And uh, when my birthday came, I said, what I want for my birthday uh, is my house to sell. Mm. And I want to get an RV. And I want to travel unplugged. I want to be completely off the grid. Our house wouldn't sell. Our house wouldn't sell. Our house wouldn't sell. And then I got a call. I got an invite to be a special guest at Tony Robbins' big event. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, and it was on my birthday, December 8th. And I'd never been to one of those events. But people were like, you're like a female version. You need Mm -hmm. to be there. So I ended up going and I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Like, what am I here for on my 50th birthday? While I was gone, our house was off the market because we were refreshing the listing. I, my husband gets a call that says, hey, is your house still for sale? Um, we would, I would like to buy it, but I need it in 20 days wow. on my birthday. And so you can't tell me that God is not a God of intentionality. He's a God of timing. He's a God of testing. He wants to know what's in our heart. But from that moment forward, Everything began to shift. We got that RV. We now live. Uh, we travel all the time. We're on the road. We're always, every place we go, we pray before we go. God, put mm-hmm. us in the RV slot or the land that you want us to park in of who we're supposed to go to. We see people saved, delivered, healed, restored, marriages. We've, we've seen mm-hmm. people who have helped, being, you know, the night they're coming over, holding a gun to their head, God completely giving them freedom mentally over the things that have held them in bondage. We just know that when you say yes to God, God has a much bigger yes than you even knew what to ask for. That is so powerful. And and you're truly, uh, you and Larry are truly the epitome of what it means to just uh, give all and trust all. And I find that very uh, inspiring, of course. And I'll go back to one thing you said earlier, and it just struck me as uh, very relevant and interesting uh, at the same time. It's when you mentioned that you sort of uh, got away from the um, the little C church, I'm talking about the mm-hmm. the, the business side of that and kind of right. brought it back home to contextually the, the home church. Um, mm-hmm. Do you find, do, do you find freedom in that too? Was that sort of a form of, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything like that, but did you find that a form of a bondage as well, that, that you thought that was the only way to do things? Um, help me with that. Listen, Mark, I just have to tell you, the things that you see when you become unplugged, mm-hmm. 
you just see things. You So I'm, I'm already one of my highest giftings is prophecy. So God mm-hmm. shows me things before they happen. Um, our house burned down and two weeks before the house burned down, he showed me the house burning down so that we could prepare for the house burning. I put all my masters and all my things that were most important in the front room feeling like, you know, I'm not going to talk about this because I don't believe in putting words to visions or dreams unless mm-hmm. um, they're positive. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I prepared when he said something's going to happen in 2020, it's placed a seed inside of us to go. I honestly thought it was going to be massive earthquakes and tsunamis. Mm. I didn't realize it would be COVID. But what he did say is I'm going to shake the seven pillars and the seven mountains of influence. So prepare for that. So in our mind, we knew that we already had this natural desire to have an RV. We're thinking, we're going off the grid. We're thinking we're going to unplug. But what does that mean? Well, that means that you, you know, if you're addicted to going in and seeing your doctor all the time and he is your God of wellness, then that's going to be a problem. If you're mm-hmm. unplugged, what if he goes away? If your form of Christianity is being spoon fed by a pastor every Sunday and you don't get into the word of God yourself. If that church is closed down, this is 2017. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if my kid, I'm thinking about my kids more than anybody. If anything happened to that church structure that they've become addicted to, mm-hmm. how would they feed themselves spiritually? Mm. So it, it was every one of those pillars, you know, we were, heavily involved in what we don't watch a lot of TV, but we would watch like American Idol and we would watch like the voice and some and survivor. And you know what happens is when you're watching those shows and you miss a show, there's mm-hmm. this feeling like I got to get back and I got to, well, that's it. That's the addiction of entertainment. <laughs> that's right. So there's basketball. Think about how many people were freaking out over no basketball and no football. There are small gods that have controlled our mm-hmm. society and controlled our mind that we would never call them demigods. But yeah. right now they're proving to be demigods. So as far as it relates to the church, I think a lot of people created a demigod out of a little C church. I love that because, you know, a lot of people feel like they have to follow a pattern that is directed by man instead of a pattern that is directed by God. And, and so that's why I find this very intriguing and you know, at the time of our uh, sort of show right now, we're in the middle of this quasi-pandemic. And, and I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I'm just going to go right there because I appreciate sure. your candor. <laughs> Tell us about COVID. Why has God showed you and told you about that? Yeah, well, so we've been untouched by COVID because we unplugged from the world. Mm-hmm. So, again... If you want to become more in the kingdom of God, you become less. Yeah. If you want to have more, you give up the things of the world. So there's a lot of people right now that are watching the news every single night trying to figure out what their future is going to be over this election. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. I'm unplugged. Doesn't matter to me what happens to the stock market because we pulled out of the stock market, even though there's good strategies and I know great Mm -hmm. leaders that teach we're not dependent on the stock market. We don't really care if the Lakers win tonight because mm-hmm. we don't watch the Lakers anymore. I'm not going to watch the propaganda mm-hmm. of the world and let it control the consciousness. So that's what's happening. Here's, mm-hmm. here's what's interesting. So I, being a prophet and, and there's a lot of, you know, there's circuits of prophets that yeah. align with one another in order to keep each other on track. So many people were saying in at the end of 2019 that 2020 would be the year of the voice, the year of the mouth. Is it ironic 
that what is our nation covering up right now? The mouth. mouth. So this is not a a battle against flesh and blood or disease. This is a, a, a battle of principalities right now. And if people look at it in a natural way, well, then you might as well watch CNN or Fox and just get your mm-hmm. fill of what the world thinks it is. I promise you, they don't know. That's mm-hmm. why there's so much confusion around should we or should we not wear a mask? Should we or should we not be social distancing? Should we? Why? Because it's all about the flesh. It's about the human mm-hmm. body. So again, I'm not telling people to go kamikaze and just stop washing your hands or stop. What I'm telling you is use wisdom, but don't get caught up in the rhetoric of human emotion, politics, financial gain. There's so much money to be gained on every single form of healthcare issues that hit our nation, whether it's cancer, whether it's pandemic. I just encourage people, do your research, right? Don't just take, if we watch the news or if we watch a, a certain um, blog or whatever it is you happen to do to get your information and you don't back check those people. Don't let Facebook be the one back checking. They're like 23 year old kids right now, fact checking, right? Like where are they getting their facts? I promise you they're not getting them out of the word of God. No. So what do you use to fact check COVID? Well, what I know and what my kids know is debt. There's no sting in death. So we're not living in fear. We don't, to be absent here is to be present with the one that we're like living for. So we use wisdom, but we don't live in fear. We have faith over fear. And that gives us the ability to see COVID very differently. This Mm -hmm. too shall pass just like every other one. And the question is, who will you be on the other side of pandemic? Hopefully Mm -hmm. you're bigger, you're stronger, you're smarter, you're wiser, you're, you got a little bit more warrior on the inside of you yeah. and you recognize maybe you've lost every, on the other side of losing everything. I never had lost fear again mm-hmm. because we knew what it was like to go two and a half years. I couldn't even, uh, this is a little raw, but I couldn't even buy new underwear or mm-hmm. new belts because we didn't have that kind of money at any given time. I could have taken a position and fixed that, but God wanted us to feel what your wife mm-hmm. came out of. He wanted us to feel separation from money Mm -hmm. so that when he put it back into our hands, it would no longer control or identify us. It would would be nothing but a form of stewardship that we use. We give it away. If it comes in, it's got to go out. It comes in because we just don't want it to stick to us. Well, I love that because we we believe the same way. I mean, we haven't been concerned. uh, We've been concerned this much about COVID because it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I, I win either way and we're not foolish. We, we, we understand that viruses have been around and will be around for the beginning of time to the end of time is the way it is. And so we we have no concern at all about it. And so we echo your comments and it's refreshing to hear somebody else <laughs> say the same thing. Well, here's what's interesting, Mark, you know? is I don't have a system to protect. So I don't have a church I'm going to lose. I don't have, I got nothing to protect. So I'm just going to see it for what it is. And I'm going to speak like we got ladies who are red, yellow, black, white. You just name it when you've got an organization like ours. And so we'll sit down. And when all the racial tensions started to happen, I sat down Mm -hmm. and I said, let's just, I don't want to get caught up in the rhetoric and the banter and the hype and the rioting, whether it's peaceful or not peaceful. I want to talk to my ladies And so I talked to one gal and I said, I really want to hear from you. Do you feel this is an unfair nation? 
And she said, Stacy, my grandmother was lynched. She said, so I am personally very impacted by the conversations. She said, but you know what? She wouldn't even let me watch Roots, the movie, because she said, baby girl, I'm not going to let you relive what I paid the price of freedom for. She said, so you walk in freedom. Don't go back. Don't let anyone ever take you back to the days that I witnessed. You walk. Well, isn't that what Jesus did? He didn't say, hey, let's go back and let's let's relive suffering. No, he said, I paid the price for your freedom. We've got to change the conversations Mm -hmm. that we have, even in the church, so that we give victory and freedom and help people have that mind of Christ, which I call transcendence or Mm -hmm. higher consciousness. When they see like Jesus sees, it's a totally different conversation and a, and a different um, continual yep. methodology of thinking that you'll start to have. Well, I love that. You know, we thought you balance that out with the word of God. I mean, there's no there's no red, yellow, black and white. There's no male or female in the kingdom. Right. We're, we're all the same. And and Jesus, you know, vengeance is mindset. Or don't seek revenge, you know, about anything in the past. That's not kingdom point of view either. Um, Stacy, I, I want you to to talk about the the Cinderella Castle. That I love the name. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. So tell me and everybody else what that is. So Cinderella Castle, and and it's still an evolving dream, but I have a dream to own a large piece of acreage that we will convert with tiny homes. Mm -hmm. And uh, my husband and I, we've done these uh, like summits every year where we bring in like leaders and we do ropes courses and we talk about faith, family, finance, fitness. And we, we talk, I, I wrote a book called the ultimate body makeover and it's a 90 day coaching program. So we, we do that. I wrote something called smart money. We talk about financial literacy. Um, but when we brought in women back out, uh, we really saw the need. I, I'm not real big on housing women for a long time because I think they can become codependent. Mm-hmm. I am big on 90-day programs where they come in, and then if they're ready, like Christina Willis, for example, she's the lady I was telling you about mm-hmm. before, she came into, we didn't have the land yet, um, and so what we did in our home, we had a very large home, our kids were getting older, we had empty rooms, so we took a big portion of our upstairs and we said, you know, it's a risk because our daughter still lives at home, yeah. um, but we are going to turn what we have into uh, Cinderella Suites. And she was the first person to come and live in the Cinderella Suite. And for 90 days, she gets coaching. We talk about job skills. We do interview skills. We we work with her. I mean, there's a, there's something to homelessness. There's a poverty mentality that is addiction in homelessness. Yep. It's not just getting someone off the street. 99% of all girls who are rescued from trafficking go back into trafficking because it's spiritual. So when you bring on the spirits, you can't just move them because no matter where they go, there they are. Right. It's a matter of separation from the spirits that have held them bondage. Well, in 90, obviously Jesus did that instantly. So he didn't even need 90 days. <laughs> he could True. walk into a room, a woman with 18 years of infirmity and boom, she was healed. But the 90 days gives us an opportunity to then begin to help them psychologically reprocess the way they think, whether it's about money. Um, most people who haven't had money, like this guy had never had $3,000 ever in her bank account. Um, when she got $3,000, I said, now we're going to go buy you a car. You're going to go buy you a car. And she was excited because she thought I was going to go with her. I said, no, I'm not going. 
you're going to buy a car. So she'd go and see these cars and she'd come back and she'd be like, well, they won't go down to 3000. You know, it's like 5,000. And I said, well, what are you saying? And she said, well, I would go in and I would tell them about me being homeless. I said, stop, 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 mm-hmm. stop, stop. All they care about is they have a car to sell. You need a car. They don't need to know your history. You don't need to tell them where you were born and how much money you didn't make. You just go in and negotiate like a boss lady that you want this car and you identify what are the pros and cons of this vehicle. Let them know about the cons, right? So that's the art of negotiation. When we begin to teach women, even and men, that's Larry's side, but we begin to teach people how to practically think. It doesn't matter what color you are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic status has been. There is opportunity that awaits. I mean, we live in a country where the most successful talk show host is a black woman worth Mm -hmm. billions of dollars. The most successful uh, athletes are black athletes Mm -hmm. worth Millions and millions and millions of dollars. We live in a society where we've got folks from Iran and folks from Mexico that are thriving, making millions of dollars, but they have comeback stories. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what Cinderella Suite and Cinderella Castle is, eventually we want to see it be a a land where we have micro houses and and, and tiny homes and we have them working through that process. But what we did is we turned part of our house into a Cinderella Suite and we're teaching women how to stage their comeback how to practically think through those five things so that they can have a comeback story. Stacy, how do, uh, and this is just inspiring and it's, and these principles are not just uh, designed to help women there. They'll work with men too. Clearly. Absolutely. Um, how, how do people eat written books? How do they stay connected with you? How do they get fed by your ministry and how do they get your books? Talk through all that source and, and we'll yeah. put the links and stuff uh, in this feed, but, but tell us how to connect. Well, the, the stuff we've been talking about here from 2017 to 2020, the prophecy, the um, unplugging, my, my, my last book is called Unleashed and Anointed for Business. And you can go to my website, stacywallace.com, S-T-A-C-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-E.com. When you go to that, you'll see it right there on the page. You can get that book. And that book talks about how to, why it is so important to live a life unplugged and unleashed so that you can truly hear and operate Mm -hmm. through what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. Now, in next month, my new book comes out called Fueled by Fire. And my entire life, I've always spoken to men and women. I coach men and women. I've obviously been an executive in major corporations. So I've never been very just honed in on a demographic. But this next book is for women. Mm-hmm. It's fueled by fire and it's now men will get out of it because it's, you know, principles are principles are principles. Right. I'm speaking to women of what it means to be fueled by the fire, the power of the Holy Spirit. The things that I do, I am not educated to do. The, the places I go, the titles I have, I didn't go to college. I don't have a pedigree. I have learned because I have submitted to the yes of the Holy Spirit. And when I need it, even in this season right now, as being a powerful corporate executive, when I come into the office, uh, before I said yes to this position, mm-hmm. I got a word from the Lord. He says, I will overpower you and impregnate you with wisdom and skills you didn't even know to ask for. Mm. So when you trust the Holy Spirit like that, you know that there's nothing he would ask you to do that he can't handle. 
When you walk into a room, you may not know what you're going to say, but he'll tell you what to say if you submit to that. So Unleashed starts that journey, Fueled by Fire coming out next month. That is going to really take it to the next level for women. So you can go to stacywallace.com. All my handles on social media are Stacy Wallace. And I'd love for your followers to follow me and message me, DM me. Uh, give, we give away a lot of free information and a lot of free help. So mwomen is emwomen.com. And folks, I, I, I'm, I want you to do this, whether you're a male or female, get on and support this ministry, get the book unleashed. I'm going to get the book unleashed, get the book filled by fire when it comes out, be ready to be changed radically in your thinking. I think that's amazing. Stacy. there's, there's someone out there right now yeah. and it's a lady uh, and, and this is more than one, but she's at the bottom at the end of her rope. She's tired. She's worn down. She's beat down. She's been subjected to every kind of abuse, whether uh, physical or emotional there is, and it's taxing her. It's weighed her down. What are you going to tell her right now? Mm-hmm. Well, first, I'm, I'm going to say I don't know your story, but I do know the story that God's taken me through and it's the years of after divorce, suicidal depression, anxiety and feeling at my bottom, uh, the years of going without, I think God allows us sometimes to have those moments where we become so empty that what he's looking for us to say is, and and not in a cry of um, fear, but in a cry of surrender, God, I can't do this without you. I just, I can't do it without you but I believe in you. So God, if you've ever used anybody or anything, if you can use anything, God, use me, use my story, use my life. If you can come to that place, even if you're right now and you are literally laying on the ground and you can't get up, say, God, if you can use anything, use me. I surrender my life. I surrender my past. I surrender my failures. I surrender my sickness and my disease. I surrender my addictions. When you say that, let God turn your negativity, your negative story into something. I have a saying that says, when you have a setback, don't take a step back, but get ready for your comeback. Because sometimes a setback is actually a setup for you to be able to step into a new season and say, God, Now's the time for me to rethink, reboot, recalibrate, and maybe even rewrite the end of your story. Mm -hmm. Father God, I pray for every person listening right now, and I pray that they will have right now, you said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, in heaven, there's no disease, there's no sickness, there's no sorrow, there's no stress, there's no anxiety, there's no fatigue. So God, I ask right now for a supernatural transference of your heavenly virtue to flow into people's life right now, heal their body. We command sickness and disease to be far from their body. And God, we thank you. Heaven on earth right now, even on this show, I pray that for Mark and his family, for everything that they put their hands to, God, may it prosper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. That is a a double agreement right there. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful that you took some time out of your very busy schedule and very busy day to to join us today. I know the words have spoken to our hearts as well as every single person listening. And friends, I want you to know 
that these are the words from God that were spoken through a yielded servant. So I guess the message of the day, Stacy, is to be a completely surrendered and yielded servant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I really thank you from the bottom of my heart. And um, thank you folks for listening today. Very much so. Connect with Stacy. Uh, you'll have her information. Listen to this podcast over and over again. Get your pen out. Take some notes. But most importantly, let God put those words, let him write them on your heart so they can become permanent fixtures to be your guiding lamp in your life. And I want to thank you for listening today to this particular podcast. And if I ask you to do one thing, always subscribe to find out what and who's coming next. Remember, don't let these things that are stealing your best in life keep showing up. Get them behind you and move forward. So we'll look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Healthcare's Missing Link.